Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. It's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking. Everybody just wants more with the action. Hip Hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out. It's all he's asking. Over like Rover. He keeps it real. He's no joker. Original. He's no poser. No competition. He's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer because it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. All right, guys. All right. Here we go. Little Thursday. Thursday live edition of the Taz Show right here. Or maybe you're listening to the podcast version of the show. Or the VOD. Whatever you're doing, I appreciate that. Well, be here for the next two hours. A lot of stuff I want to talk about. Um, we get into some baseball stuff, actually. Even though, to me, baseball season is just about over. Because it's football season. We'll talk about the WWE Network. And surveys and all this other good stuff. We'll talk about that. Gonna have live phone lines like we do every day for <laughs> 450 shows and counting for over two years. And the phone number, if you just want to call, it's a very uh, simple process. You can call the show, interact with yours truly. The phone number here or there or wherever is 866-475-2948. That's an 866-475-2948. You guys know the drill on that. Uh, Rage Cave City right here. And uh, next week being the Gimmick Clubhouse, uh, probably uh, two days. Maybe one, maybe three. Who knows? Not sure yet. Got to see. Uh, <clears throat> yes, correct Mundo. So uh, welcome to the show. And if you're listening live uh, on uh, Tashow.com or the new Radio.com app, which is quite spectacular, I might add. Um, I appreciate you guys, you know, doing that for sure. Um we get a lot of good responses to the Radio.com app. On Monday, it was Monday, oof, a lot of problems. It wasn't working. And now uh, it seems like the, um, the folks fixed it, the tech guys and the back uh, backstage door gimmick guys, whatever they're called, gurus, IT, ET guys fixed it. So, or girls, I'm not trying to be sexist, whoever it was. Uh, thank you for fixing it because now my audience will not uh, attack you and flog you. Um, but yes, so it's working pretty good. So thanks for listening live on the radio.com app, or maybe you're listening to the podcast, uh, on, uh, iTunes or Spotify or tune in, or you could do that too on the radio.com app, the new updated app. I highly suggest you download it. It's free. So, uh, you can't go wrong, right? It's like everything else I do. It's free. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Everything is free. Sometimes I feel like I work for free. That's a whole nother story. Um, so, yes, yeah, several topics I want to get into. Oh, speaking of the show, uh, tomorrow there'll be no Taz show. Uh, but I'll be back uh, streaming and screaming the following week. <clears throat> but tomorrow, no show. Okay, so you can catch up to all of the previous uh, episodes of the show tomorrow or the weekend, too. You can do all that at, you know, TazShow.com. And um, you can watch some video on demand. Check out some audio on demand. Do the whole kit and caboodle, as they say. Yes, sir, indeed he do. So, uh, all right, so that's the deal. So a couple things I want to get into here. Oh, by the way, you also could call, today's the last day, you can call with your tailgate food off the hook, tailgate grub off the hooks. You could do that. And maybe if we have time later, we'll discuss 
topics for next week's uh, with you guys and the crew in New York City on uh, what the topic should be if we do an off the hooks next week. So we have a lot to do in this episode. Let me get rolling. So one of the things I definitely uh, want to talk about before I get to the phone, since the phone lines are jammed up, um, I mentioned baseball and and I also mentioned WWE Network. Oh, I should also mention, I'm going to try to remember to get to Big Brother too, because the finale was last night. So I will get to that also. So uh, you guys got to hang in. We got a lot to do, a lot of chatter here about a lot of stuff. Uh, something that's on my uh, mind that I want to talk about on a serious note is uh, what happened uh, yesterday uh, at day game, the Yankees versus the Twins. Uh, a young lady um, got hit by a screaming foul ball hit by Todd Frazier from the Yankees and hit this uh, little girl, uh, I believe, in the face area of like, and she's two years old. She's a little kid. And it was an extremely scary situation. I didn't see it. I wasn't watching the game. I know Dennis was watching the game. Dennis wasn't there. Dennis, big Yankee fan. But, um, and I know, and I'll, I'll ask Dennis what it was like watching it. I mean, because I'm sure it was, it, it must have sucked because I saw uh, the reaction of Todd Frazier and other players and umpires, people in the stands, like when this girl got hit, it was, it, it looked like a, a horrific scary terrifying scene um which a lot of people today if you're listening to i guarantee it any sports radio or watching stuff on tv will discuss a topic that's been discussed a lot in sports about sports and about baseball about netting <clears throat> it's not the first time this topic came up where the fans need to be protected more um you know it's it's i've been to <clears throat> many baseball games <clears throat> excuse me in my life um, uh, so, you know, I've been to City Field a bunch of times when I was young. I've been to Shea Stadium. Uh, I've been to Wrigley. Jeez. I've been to, um, the Dome. I can't remember the name of it. The Metro Dome where, where the Twins play. Where's the Dome? What's the, they don't play in that Dome no more, right? Uh, Dennis? They do not, but it was the Metro Dome, yes. The Hubert H. Yeah, Humphrey. There. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Wrigley. I've been somewhere. Oh, yeah, San Francisco, San Diego. I've been to all these parks to watch games, you know, over the years. And in my travels, when I was working for WWE or TNA, if we had time, I'd go to a game. I'd been to minor league games. So, you know, I love the activity called baseball. And um, I've always, you know, always thought about that and always kept my head on a swivel while I'm at a game. <laughs> Especially if I was sitting anywhere near, close towards the dugout or the first base lines or second base lines past. I'm sorry, um, how do I explain this to people that don't know baseball? So from first base to home plate, or from third base to home plate, in those lines, not the outfield lines, you're sitting in that area of the stands. You really got to have your head on a swivel, and I would always do that. And at times, I would say to whoever I was with, it's almost difficult to enjoy the game because you, you really got to be careful. Now, a lot of fans, they don't do that. When you go to a baseball game, a pro game, or a minor league game, or, or college game, or even a high school game, you know, you're not thinking of, okay, I got to keep my head on a swivel so uh, me or my friend or my wife or girlfriend, husband, boyfriend, kids around me don't get popped in the face or the skull and, and get killed uh, because it can happen. And and there has been a plethora over the years injuries of fans getting hit by screaming foul balls. It's happened uh, a whole bunch. And unfortunately, it happened yesterday to this little girl. And from what I'm hearing is she she's she is okay. She's out of the hospital. I mean, I guess she's gonna be okay. Um, but it was a terrifying ordeal. And it's not often that you see the players actually react to it. Now, Dennis, um, and I'll get into my thoughts and opinions on the safety and with the netting and all that stuff. 
uh, some pros and cons to it. Uh, but Dennis, you watched the game. How long of a delay was it once the, the this young lady got hit? I would say it was at least five minutes. Um, to the Yes Network's credit, they didn't cut to, they didn't show any replays of of the girl getting hit. Nothing of the sort. Just uh, just player reaction, and that's when you knew, like, because obviously foul balls happen. Like it's part of the game. Frazier right. rips it down the line, and instantly you just knew something was wrong, and. They're just the cameraman is just showing it's a it's a tight shot on Frazier standing in the uh in the batter's box and he just has this look on his face and and you see him kind of like like make like the ooh somebody got hit face and then the, as it goes on he sees like now players and other people around them realize that, okay it's it's a young girl now that's right. when everybody's players on the field Matt Holiday was on second base and they cut to him and he's he's openly in crying tears. he's in like, tears yeah and and. And I heard uh, Frazier, um, I don't know if we have the sound on this, but I heard him talking, uh, must have been on the news last night here in New York, and, and I believe he has two uh, two or three, I don't remember how many children of his own, little kids. And so, of course, as a dad, you're thinking that, too. You don't have to be a dad to, to realize how effed up this is. I mean, so, you know, it's all accidental, obviously. The guy's, he's a pro athlete. He's a pro ball player. He's, he's you know, he's. He's trying to do his job, and guys hit foul balls. And to your point, Dennis, what you just said, yeah, they happen. It happens every time you watch baseball. It's part of the game. Um, And a a huge part of the game are these fans getting a souvenir. That's a huge part is to get your hands on a foul ball. You've seen guys fight in the audience for uh, for foul balls. It's it's kind of a cool thing. Ah, I got the ball. Yeah, yeah, you killed each other. You spilt your beer. That was $20 for a $7 ball. You know, so (laughs) – but – that's part of going to a pro baseball game. That's part of the fun. You know, that that is. It's not like I'm not knocking guys who do that. I'm just saying I was never one of those guys that if a foul ball got hit, I was ducking. I'm that guy. I'm like, oh, shit, let me get out of the way. You know, like I'm grabbing my kid heads up. You know, so like, uh, you know, my son has been to a lot of ball games and he's a Yankee fan and he's been to a lot of Yankee games. And now that, you know, he'll go with, with whoever his friends or whatever. And I'll say to him every time he goes, even now. And and this kid is a, a you know he's a college athlete and if he goes to a ball game like this summer this past summer he went to I think two Yankee games I'll tell him I swear in the Bible I say this to him I tell him all the time or I'll text him when he says he's at the stadium oh it's cool he'll take a picture of wherever he's sitting he'll send it to me and I'll be great have a great time that's awesome keep your head on the swivel foul balls and he'll reply I know got it that's that thing. I would always tell him that, you know, um, because it can happen to anyone. Nevertheless, a little kid or maybe an older person, you know, uh, that's defenseless. Now, maybe the dad or mom is with the little kid, and maybe they got two kids, and they're, they're putting ketchup on one of their kid's hot dogs. That's all it takes. But boom, bang, done, and the other kid gets hit, or your wife gets hit. I mean, this happens. It, look, you are, no matter how prepared a male or female in that audience is, you ain't reacted to a 100, 105 mile an hour ball getting ripped off a bat by one of these freaking guys like you think you can. It's just not going to happen. It's not possible. Now, Dennis, I know you go to a lot of Yankee games. I'm sure you've seen your share of foul balls. Absolutely. And the Yankees and Yankee Stadium does a very good job of there are, I've sat, you know, I've sat everywhere. Well, actually, not everywhere. I haven't sat in the good seats, but. I've sat in plenty of spots at Yankee Stadium or even in the upper deck. Like, I'll be in the 300s, and there'll be plaques when you walk in. It'll be like, keep uh, be aware of battered balls and bats. Not, I mean, not the bats yeah. are getting up there, but 
of course they do well, a good that, job. Hold on, but that, dude, that that that's another story where bats ripped. That just happened last week in the game. A mm-hmm. bat went a foul a guy lost his bat. Boom! Went flying into the audience. I mean, Jesus, this, that's that's a flying weapon coming at you. It's insane. And they they always have on the uh, on the big screen. In between innings, they'll have players, you know, get on the on the Titantron saying like, "Be aware of bats and balls." Like, you got to be heads. I mean, not everybody's paying attention to it because you know you've been to a ball game. You should have the oh, common sense. Me. So let me express. So they call the jumbotrons Titantrons at the baseball stadiums. I don't know. I don't know what they call. I just call it that, just from. You know, you're a mock. <laughs> you are a mock. That's why. I don't know what you the official term is. The big screen. Mock. Mock. The mark screen. <laughs> Mark. No. Uh, yes, you are. Mark. No. Um, yes and no. Exactly. So I think we're going to play some sound uh, from, I guess, what, what do you have here? Tell me. You have something with Joe Girardi. I know that you have Todd. Who else you have? I have Joe Girardi speaking of the incident. And then I have That's... Brian Dozier talking about netting. Um, he's the second baseman for the Twins. Obviously, he Which was one? in the field when, when the uh, play that... happened. So I'll play Joe Girardi first for you. He was asked about uh, the incident. Okay, let's do it. Hold on, now it's not working. Of course not. It'll work. Because, see, the topic is, too, uh, what I'd like to get into here is about netting. Um, because that's something that needs to be discussed. And I'm not talking about some, you know, six-foot net. Uh, they they have it at, at the backstop. You know, obviously, those, those even worse foul balls. When a guy's up at bat and the ball gets ripped, <laughs> you know, so for those that don't know baseball, I'm trying to describe it behind him, like past the catcher and the umpire, <clears throat> that netting there, those balls scream. Um, they come they come like a rocket backwards, man. So they have netting up there, which is good, uh, real good. Uh, now they have to extend the netting. They have to extend it down the third base and the first base line. Uh, but we'll get to that in a second here, and then I'll get into uh, some other stuff about baseball, and then I'm going to get to WWE Network and Big Brother. Okay, you got that audio, bro? Yeah, here we go. I, I think people were very concerned because obviously we have the, the, you know, the luxury of replay where we see what happens, and um, then all of a sudden there's a big crowd of people and you can't see much. But um, you know, our players are very disturbed. I mean, they they care. They care about people. You care about the fans. Yeah, well, and I think Joe Girardi. I believe I know he has two kids, and I think it's two because I told the story before you were on the show, Dennis about my interaction slightly with Joe Girardi and his kids and wife in the Delta Sky Club at LaGuardia. <laughs> Look at that wow. name drop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he needs to corral those kids. Stay wild. Oh, man. <laughs> you have no idea, dude. That's a story. For, I think I told it on the show here before. Kids are running amok. 6 a.m. Jones. Getting on a plane. They're running around the Delta Club like they're at that uh, Jumbo Gym, uh, Jumbo Jungle Gym, whatever it's called. Jumbo Gym. That's where I got to go. Not not Jungle Gym, Jumbo Gym. All right. Um, What other? You have the sound from Doja, you said, from the Twins? Yeah, he was was very passionate about uh, the need for netting. So I'll play it and you can take a listen. Either one, you don't don't bring kids down there. Or number two, every stadium needs to have nets. That's it. I don't care about the damn the view of a fan or what. It's all about safety. And I still have a knot in my stomach. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I mean, 
mean, I hope the kid's okay. I don't, but we need nets, or don't put kids down there. You saw the actual impact? Absolutely. I never looked, just because of that reason. But um, that was very, <clears throat> I don't know, I said a little prayer, make sure everything was okay. Um, so hopefully we get a result. Of, I'll touch base wow. with a couple of buddies I have over there, just because I'm sure they're, I know Matt Holiday's going to reach out to them and um, and see how the kids doing and stuff. So, is that something where players have, have encouraged uh, as a union? Uh, that, well, that? it's all it's all up to the owners. I don't want to get ahead of myself and say the wrong thing, but we're we're definitely trying to get everybody to do it. I know we implemented it. Um, Target Field being the closest to home plate, so put up a little rule that a certain amount of distance you got to have one. But uh, I say put them all down, all the way down. Yeah, he's right. I, I agree with those. He's absolutely right. And that's what I was saying, man. You you got to put netting, and I'm talking about like 10 feet, 12 feet, 15 feet, probably probably 15 feet, not six foot. You know, you got to put netting from the top, uh, wherever that netting ends, kind of where the curve of that home plate area towards the dugout. You have to extend that to his point and to other players that want this. And I would assume maybe some owners do. Uh, all the way down towards the third baseline, all the way down towards the first base, uh, towards third base and first base, not the line, on the line, uh, within the stands. It has to be done. This is not a big expense for these for these owners. It's not the money. Um, it's the experience that they don't that they see. Look, if they do this, those take those seats in that area of the stadium. Those are the high rent district. That's the expensive seats. Th those are you know, almost they would call field level. Field level third base side, first base side, uh, from in between third base and home, in between first base and home. That's high rent district right there. So they could sell those seats for a lot of money. So when I say it's not about the money, what I mean, it's not about the money, the expense to put the netting up, but it is about the money that now can they still charge a big premium for these seats between third base and home plate, between uh, 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 first base and home plate. And I'm not just talking about Yankee Stadium. I'm talking about stadiums across the country. Uh, and, and in Canada, you know, so so uh, like the Blue Jays and stuff. So, you know, it's a it's a it's a big deal. And and how much longer do do I mean? When are you guys going to do this? You got to do this, and every stadium's got to have it. <clears throat> it has to be done. I mean, you don't want this to be a situation where it's a topic now for a day, and then this young okay, the, the young lady, the little girl's okay. Thank God she's at the hospital, and and that's the case, and that's cool, that's great, that's awesome. Okay, that's the most important thing. And now we move on. Now the baseball community and, the, and and profession of pro baseball, they move on. I'm not talking about the players. See, the players are the guys that have to deal with it. Was they're in the pit, they're the guns hitting. They're the guys hitting those foul balls. Okay, so they're the ones that feel like, oh my God, it's my fault. I mean, they know it's not their fault because they're doing their job. But this guy, you can hear this guy Frazier. He was sh he was shooken. And I think we got a uh, sound from uh, Todd Frazier, and I believe he was pretty shooken. So you got that sound on him? No, not yet. Still working on it. All right. So, so we'll have that in a second. But the thing is, you, you know, and then I'll wrap this topic up. I just wanted to talk about this and bring some awareness to it uh, and do my due diligence just feeling like, hey, you know, baseball, you guys got to get something, something going here. You, this, is, this has happened way too many times. You know, I mean, it's not about lawsuits. It's not about none of that kind of crap. It's about people's safety, especially kids or older people. I mean, and, and anybody's safety. I mean, you could be – an NFL player in the offseason that's a pro athlete that's got amazing quickness in his hands, his reflexes, 
He's a legit athlete. And he could be in the audience with a couple of his buddies having a couple of beers and a hot dog, you know, in the summertime while he's not playing football and he's not in camp where he's not in the season, just chilling. And he's and he's got friends on, you know, on the uh, uh, on the Angels. So they hook him up with seats that are, you know, six rows behind the dugout on the third base side. And you're chilling, drinking a couple of beers, talking to your friend, looking at your phone. Boom! Foul ball right in your face. And you see, you know. You got a major concussion, or you get brain damage, or you you shatter your, your, your you know your your face in half. I mean, this could happen to anybody. It's not just kids and older people. It's not anybody. It could happen to you. because who the hell wants to have to go to a baseball game and sit there laser focused uh, while the pitch is happening? Like laser focused for your safety. It's tough to get sucked into the game, the fun of the game, when you're just worried about those foul balls. You know what I mean? And it's like you, you let your guard down while you know the pitch. You know, there's sometimes there's a gap between pitches. We know that, but still, I mean, it's a, it's a serious topic. So, uh, Dennis, when you have that, let me know. All right. Um, other thing I want to say, and then I'm going to get into. Uh, uh, I got to before you know it, I'm into breaking. I got to get to the phones. The phone lines are jammed here, and I got to get rolling. That's so if you're trying to call the show, be patient. Um, uh, and I'm going to get into the WWE Network, as I said about uh, their survey. I'm going to get into Big Brother. Um, Speaking of guys that are pro baseball players that are hitting balls hard and that are, you know, <clears throat> the, the, how fast these balls, these baseballs are bouncing, <clears throat> excuse me, off the bats of these pro athletes. All right. Oh. You there? Hold on, Taz. We're gonna Taz. We're gonna go to break because your your the audio's cutting out. So, I'll uh I'll tease okay. going to the break, and then we're gonna uh reconnect. Hold on, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh yeah, we can hear you. All right, technical glitch. You're back. <laughs> okay, we're good. See, that helps everything. <laughs> What's the last thing you heard me say? How now, brown cow? Uh, you were just just, just the lead in. Nothing. None of the Leading meat Jones. there. So here we go. What I'm talking about is, and if you have the audio, do you have the audio on Frazier before I get into this topic about home runs? No, we have the transcript, but not the audio. I don't need that. Okay. okay uh, so here's the thing. Home runs. Close to 57 home runs were hit this season. 5,700 home runs. This season. That's the most home runs hit in Major League Baseball history. Did you notice, Dennis? I did, yes. Uh, it happened, I want to say Tuesday. Mm. Okay. What about the steroids? What, what about all that chatter about PDs and steroids during the McGuire years and Sosa and, and these guys? What about that? Remember, I was the guy saying that shit didn't mean nothing with these guys hitting home runs? These guys aren't on steroids now. They're getting drug tested left and right. Think about that. Think about that as I go to break. Listen to your boy. I'm laying it down for you. I don't bullshit you. I know what I'm talking about. These other people ain't real. Steroids, my ass. The most home runs hit ever in Major League Baseball. There's no steroids. There's no growth hormone. There's no stimulants. There's nothing. These guys are drug tested like crazy. Let them play their activity, for God's sakes. And I'm going to break. Other side of break, we'll get into talking about the WWE Network, the Big Brother, and get to your phone calls. Tash Show, sit tight.
All righty, we are back here on this Thursday edition of the Taz Show and we'll talk a little bit about the unfortunate incident at Yankee Stadium with that young girl getting hit in the face, but apparently she's okay. She got hit with a foul ball by Todd Frazier. And I gave my thoughts and opinions on netting at stadiums, how to protect the audience better, protect fans better from these horrible foul balls and how this is a long time coming and you need to get this done. I completely agree with a lot of folks out there that are saying you need nets. So uh, we're going to get to some talk in a little bit through. I want to get a little deeper into the home run thing with the PEDs and the, the most home runs are hit in the uh, Major League Baseball this year. Um, and they're getting drug tested. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. The WWE Network, I'm going to talk about that. But I also want to tell you about the NFL. As you know, we're in the middle now of football season. You're damn right. So don't miss a second on the NFL on CBS. Stream your live local games each week on CBS All Access. I'm telling you, it's awesome. That's right. Your local NFL on CBS games are streaming live on CBS All Access. Start your free trial now at cbs.com slash NFL. And check this out, man. CBS All Access also includes number one hit shows, classics, movies, original series like Star Trek Discovery, which is premiering uh, September 24th. So a couple days. Anytime, anywhere, CBS All Access. You can also stream your live local CBS broadcast for news, special events, and other sporting events, and much more. So please, go to cbs.com slash NFL. Start your free trial right now. Get on that. All right. So we got a lot of people on the phones. Phone lines are jammed up. Um, uh, la, 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 la. Top of the hour at 9 a.m. Eastern. We'll be on Facebook for the second hour of the show. We will do that. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about here. There's a lot going on. It's very busy. Um, I told you I want to get the big brother a little bit, too. We'll do that. Uh, let's talk to uh, Dylan. First call of the day in Alabama. Dylan, you, sir, are on the Taz Show. What's going on? What's going on, Taz? How are you? Good, buddy. Talk. Um, I just had uh, two questions for you. I got a football question and a WWE question. Okay, go. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Baltimore Ravens guy. And yeah. I gotta be honest with you, I'm a, I'm a little nervous. We gotta we got the we gotta go across the pond this weekend and play the Jaguars in London. And you know, yeah. normally I wouldn't be that nervous about this, but you know, you add that extra element of the extra travel, and, I, and these, let's be honest, these aren't your granddad's Jaguars, so there's a chance. You know, yeah, good in trouble. Yeah, I'm hoping. Really hoping hey, listen, know. listen, listen, bro. Dylan, you got my man uh, Fournette running the ball, running the rock. This guy's gonna get better and better each week. This guy's a rookie. He looks like he's he looks like he's been in the league for you know five years. Yeah, I know. That's, I mean, I'm really hoping that defense travels. You know, because our defense is looking mm. pretty legit the first couple of weeks. But I don't know. I mean, and it's hard for me. I think to uh, I, because. Bro, I think you're I think you're in trouble across the pond, and, and I hate when they do this. By the way, Dylan, I hate when they play these games I, I out of the United States. I mean, I mean, out of bed at eight thirty in the morning to do this. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's nothing against the UK, but it's like, what are you gonna do? You gonna watch football that you know, that early in the morning? Stop. Yeah, Ridiculous. I mean, before the eggs, you know. I mean, early. Yeah, and gotta have you back. Do you, do, do you think Do you think Dennis like goes home at night and you know thanks God that you know his Giants don't have to play the Jets in the regular season? And, have to back up yes. his claim to the JV team. Dylan, I actually do think that Dennis does that. He goes home, he eats a lot of food, and he just lays on the floor and goes to sleep. That's what he does. That's basically <laughs> coming. What is hey, your wrestling question? What about your wrestling question? Okay, we, we know that, that Triple H is, you know, obviously the, the heir apparent to running the thing eventually, you know, at some point when Vince is right. no longer here. But, okay, they have kids and 
Shane has kids. Do you see any point down the road? I'm talking years from now, where when we're probably no longer around, where there's not a well, maybe they don't want to be in the wrestling business or whatever, and they sell it or however it works. I don't know, but where there's not a McMahon or someone kin to a McMahon running the business. Uh, it's a great question that I don't think anyone's ever brought up on the show here. And thank you, Dylan, for calling. Um, that definitely is first time Jones right there with that question. I don't recall that ever being brought up. Uh, to answer you, Dylan, because <laughs> it's a good uh, point, good uh, good question. Um, I I I do think there'll always be uh, a McMahon involved in the WWE. Now, who could tell the future? Obviously, and it could be way you know way after I'm gone in this world, and and many of us are gone. Uh, I I definitely do between between Stephanie's children and between Shane's children and the uh, rich legacy of the family tradition and what Vince McMahon Jr. because the Vince that we know of now he is Jr. um, You know what he's built and what his dad built before him and all I mean it's just it's I I don't see I've worked enough for years around Triple H around Stephanie around Shane. Now, even though Triple H is family through marriage, he's still Vince's son-in-law, you know, so he's still family. Um, those three people, I'm telling you right now, they are ultra passionate about the industry. Look, it's <laughs> it's not a, a job, you know, when you're when you're especially just in the WWE as a performer, not even nevertheless as a McMahon or as Triple H at that level. Of upper upper tier upper super upper management ownership, <laughs> you know. My point is, when you're a performer, it's it, it's it's a lifestyle. Being in WWE is it's not just your job. You're on all the time. You're on. You 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 have to be on. You're it's it's not a nine to five gig. It's not it's not easy to just turn off unless it's a holiday. And even then, it's tough. Point is, I've worked enough around these folks to tell you that. Their love, no matter if I critique or or knock something they do, no matter if it's Triple H with NXT or uh, Stephanie or Triple H with with uh, Raw SmackDown or Vince himself, uh, it's never malicious. It's never violent. It's just my passion, also. But there, when I knock what they do, so I'm not knocking their passion. I'm knocking just their decision. That's all. And and, and but that's a different topic. The the thing is to get back to what you're saying, Dylan. What you're asking. I think there'll always be a McMahon of sorts involved in the WWE for now and to the near future. Uh, when the time comes, unfortunately, Vince McMahon is Vince McMahon is gone, um, which I'm not hoping for, obviously. But 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 I don't mean to say it, I don't mean to be crass when I say it. I hope I didn't sound that way because that's not my goal. I do think that there'll always be a McMahon involved in the WWE. I, I think that'll always be that way. And Dylan, very good question, very good, definitely for sure. Um, so uh, definitely, um, definitely interesting, a interesting topic for sure uh, on that thing. So uh, I was talking a little bit, and then I'll get into Big Brother and the WWE Network in a second. But I was talking about the um, the PEDs with the home runs. Now, Dennis, you're a big Aaron Judge fan. We got him. We got Stanton. Who else are the leaders with the home runs? Uh, you got JD Martinez from the Tigers traded to the Diamondbacks. Uh, Chris Indeed. Davis, not the Orioles. Chris Davis, the one from the A's. Uh, Cody Bellinger, another rookie. He's got like 38 home runs for the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, Ant's cousin Joey Gallo, uh, yeah. Texas Ranger stud. Am I supposed to bite on that cousin thing? 
No, he got. I, I mean, no. Is that is that like part of the dead air content? Is that am I supposed to bite on that? No, I mean you don't have to bite it if you don't want more food for me. Continue. <laughs> you got like Justin Smoke from the uh, from the Blue Jays, Mike Mustakis, first Royal ever to hit thirty home runs. That's a fun fact. Yeah. Um, Charlie Blackman, I like a lot for the Rockies. There's been a bunch of guys. I'm, I'm, let me take a look. Right. Oof. Is anyone on PDs, steroids, or growth home in any way, shape, or form? That's the question I have. Uh, I mean, I would say, I mean, somebody has to be, but the majority of them, no. Interesting. Your thoughts as a fan, you said someone has to be, and I think a lot of people might think that just when I raise this point. Uh, maybe there's a flaw in the drug testing process or, or the testing that they're taking. Maybe, 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 maybe. Okay, some could say that too about any sport, NFL, the WWE, anybody who has a stringent drug testing policy. Anybody could say that, sure, and there could be some truth to that. There could be some truth because there are different companies that do drug testing and stuff. Some are more credible than others. I get it. Here's the thing. you got to be one ballsy son of a bitch to piss into a cup with someone watching you, okay, and to say, to know you're dirty, to go into this thing dirty, and to urinate in this cup and say, hey, you know what, they don't have that good of a system. This drug testing that they do here kind of sucks anyway. Bro, that is the ultimate gamble, okay? I want you people to think about that. Anybody who wants to scoff on any of the drug testing companies that some of these pro sports use, <clears throat> you know, pro organizations use, um, including wrestling, I'm telling you right now, that is a ultra risky thing to take that chance that you're going to hedge your bets that, uh, you know what, this, the way they test for, you know, anabolic steroids or for human growth hormone or for anything, you know, it, it, this system sucks. It's not that good. It's kind of weak. They're not spending a lot of money on it. I'll pass this shit even though I'm dirty. <laughs> that is the ultimate risk. I don't know anybody, I shouldn't say that as a whole, but I doubt there's a lot of athletes, male or female, that are going to run that risk. You feel me, Dennis? I agree with that. I think, um, I mean, there's obviously going to be dirty players. That's just the nature of the beast. But I think once the steroid era came and went, I feel like the players now really pride themselves on like, look, we don't, we want to disassociate ourselves from that. We're going to do it, quote unquote, cleanly. And you see that. I mean, and the, the, um, the suspensions are much stricter now, like 50 games right off the bat, then to 80, and then if you get caught a third time, which is ridiculous, yeah. then you're banned for life. So, Yeah, I, look, I, I'm not saying that, believe me, I'm the last guy that's going to tell you uh, uh, performance enhancement drugs will be out of pro sports at any time or anywhere because there's a drug testing policy. I'm not saying that. I'm not even implying that. I'm just saying during the season and when it gets time to, you know, if it's random, you know, you got to be careful, but anybody, I, I, look, there's always going to be something to give an athlete an edge, no matter if it's an injectable, no matter if it's oral, no matter if it's a liquid, they're, they're, you know, I mean, when I say oral, I mean a pill form, there's always, always going to be something that athletes will mess with to try, and that, my friends, is the nature of the beast, okay, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, uh, but I, I, I think that the bulk of these ball players are, are not on anything right now because of the drug testing. But yet, I just find it to me, that as soon as I saw that stat, about close to 57 home runs I hit this year. 
the most in Major League Baseball history. Holy shit. I'm like, are you kidding me? Wow. The first thing that popped in my head was, where's the juice? <laughs> where's the juice? I, I, you know, everybody was talking about, oh, my God, McGuire's on everything. That's how he's hitting his home runs. And he came up dirty. Rafael Palmero. This guy, that guy. And I'm the guy saying, yo, you get on all the juice you want. <laughs> that ain't helping your hand-eye coordination. It ain't happening. Okay? I'm telling you right now. And that's the main thing it takes to hit a home run is the hand-eye coordination. Obviously, strength, too. But if you just not to – and then I'm going to get off this topic and get into some phone calls and stuff like that and Big Brother and WWE Network. But I want to just say this. If you talk to – if you hear pro baseball players, home run hitters, no matter old, young, whatever age, I don't care if it's the late, great Mickey Mantle to – to the, the late, great uh, Babe Ruth, to 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 uh, Jose Consenco, to to Mike Piazza, to, to Aaron Judge. I don't care who you ask. They'll tell you, okay? One of the keys when they hit a home run, they're not swinging the bat as hard as they can. That That's something that a lot of people don't realize, and that's a shoot. I'm telling you right now. I, Dennis, did you notice? I did not. Yeah, it's true. They, they, it is not when you hit a home run. It's not about swing the bat as hard as you possibly can. It's all sweet spot Jones. Okay, it's all about the sweet spot. It's about the timing, the snap of the wrist. I'm telling you, man, it, that, that's a shoot. I've talked. I know enough ball players over the years. I've taught the guys. I'm telling you right now, I know my stuff. Okay, and you can research it. Hitting home runs, the key is the key. You know, swinging the bat as hard as you can. I strongly doubt you're going to get a yes. That's not the key. A lot of times when you string, swing as strong as you can, you whiff, which means miss. <sighs> Just spitting truth out here. Dennis is perplexed. Ant, jump in here. Video producer extraordinaire. You're a big baseball guy, Ant. What's up, boss? Um, have you heard anything about my chat or what I just said about swinging a baseball bat really hard to hit a home run? No, I to- totally agree. Like, I hate that when people take away from Barry Bonds, like, granted, everything that happened with him, but he was still a Hall of Famer before he allegedly started taking steroids. You know, right. he was still a I'm great baseball player. I'm not saying he wasn't player. taking steroids. I'm just saying the steroids didn't have nothing to do with him. him no, yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to Yeah, yeah, because, like, you know, he still had the bat speed, and he was pretty quick up until the end of his career. I also think a lot of it now, too, is, like, the, the average fastball is, like, 97 miles an hour. So, like, that definitely adds to the trajectory. And of course, when the ball meets the bat, and, and you said the word bat speed, that's the key. So someone say, well, Taz, you're nuts, because bat speed means you're swinging the bat really hard. Not necessarily. Bat speed comes from your wrist and your forearm, which, yeah, you need to be strong, obviously. Those guys have strong hands and wrists, the, the baseball players, for sure. But it's the quickness that they snap the bat into the swing and the follow-through after the swing. That photo right there of Gallo you have. Look at that. Uh, guys that are watching the video. You see how he completely followed through his swing, that the bat is behind him, full extension through the ball. That's one of the keys, right, is his hips, his foot placement, everything, his back foot. You watch guys who hit baseballs, pro, college, high school, good ball players, always on their back foot, on their toes to pop their hip into the ball. And his eyes, his head is on the plane of the bat with the ball. Look at that. That's a perfect shot. Not contrived, not set up. I didn't even know Ant was going to put that up there. <clears throat> But that shows what I'm trying to say. The follow-through of his swing is the key right there. That's one of the main keys along with the hand-eye coordination and the bat speed from your wrist and hands. It's not like, let's be Joey Slugger, get up there and just swing the bat as hard as we can, and we're going to hit home runs. That's not how this works. Please, don't be stupid, people. Be smart. 
Don't be stupid. You need to be smart. Uh, let's go to Eric out in West Virginia. Eric, you're on the uh, Taz Show. What do you say, House? Good moment, Taz and crew. How are you guys this morning? Good moment, good buddy. Good. Hey, uh, I know you were talking about baseball, but I wanted to t- talk a little bit about uh, Big Brother not being friendship last night. Oh, definitely no friendship. I agree with that. Go ahead, continue. Uh, I just wondered what, what you thought. Would, do you think Josh should have won? Uh, do I think Josh should have did what? Do you oh, think one? Josh should have won yes. the game? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I didn't hear you. Sorry. I do think uh, he should have won the game uh, for sure, Eric, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Excuse me. I was tweeting a little bit about this. I think Josh put himself out there the whole game. He was not a floater. He was very confrontational with people. I hated him during the game. Don't get me wrong, because what I didn't like about him, he was acting like a tough guy a lot of times, getting in people's faces and calling people out on their games, and he was a pawn. by. He was getting played by Paul the whole while. Okay, to be to be Paul uh, to be Paul's sergeant and soldier to bully everyone while Paul sat in the corner like a little mouse and didn't say shit. Okay, that's what happened publicly, you know, out in, in that house. So he had Josh do all the heavy lifting, and Josh and you've seen this game enough where usually people that hide in the corner or they're floaters like uh, the girl Raven was or like the, her boyfriend, whatever his name was, Mark. I think it was a Matt. 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 Uh, they, right, Matt. Right. Yeah. They were floaters and they're still kissing. Paul's ass, and he's off the show. I mean, he, I mean, he he lost the game. Um, point is, I do think that Josh should have won. I didn't like Josh. Don't get me wrong. I I didn't like Paul either. I don't like either guy. But I respect the fact that Josh was able to be that confrontational the whole while, uh, being people's targets the whole while, and still survive and win. And he got played and worked by Paul the whole game, and was able to dupe him when it mattered for the five hundred grand. Now. I do agree and know that Paul played a great, great game as far as the game. The guy was never on the block. He won. He got power veto a whole shitload of times. The guy played amazing. There's no doubt about that. I thought it was hysterical that Cody was the deciding factor, his vote, that, that Paul did not win the money. I thought that was hysterical. Do you do you like that, that voting style, or do you think that should change? Like, Are people voting more because of the game style or of the personality? I think that's to each his own. Um, I, I like the style. I think that, that you – a couple things. I like what, what's – not that I'm being a CBS homer, believe me, but I, I like the fact that CBS with Big Brother, they bring in the house guests that went home, not to the jury house. After the fact, after the people that are on the jury voted, now the people that went home get the stooge off what they saw on TV, and it's too late for any of the jury members to change their vote. I like that that part. I do, and I do like to answer your question. I do like the voting system. Um, I think that it leaves a little bit. Um, well, what's the best way to vote? Do you vote for gameplay or do you vote for personality? Do you vote because I like this guy or girl better as a person, and this guy didn't dick me over in the house, but that that guy did. So I think that's two inches own, in my opinion, Eric. What, you don't. I, I I think Paul should have won just because of the gameplay. He 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 played the game of Big Brother, duped everybody, had other people um, as as Raven wanted to call herself the puppet master, which he which he Paul really was, and and duped yes. everybody in the entire yes. show to do all his bidding yes. for him. So I he think uh, now I think if Josh would have picked Christmas at the end, then I for say want to say Christmas maybe would have won. Um, but I just I think Paul should have should have won this season. See, Eric, I appreciate you saying that. Eric, here's the thing, bro. 
I got to be honest, I disagree with you about Christmas. I, I was watching it with my wife, and we were like, oh, God, you, you know, take Christmas to the end. I think Josh would have beat Christmas, too, because Christmas didn't do nothing. She got carried because of the foot gimmick. You know, I, I, I really think a lot of people think that, you know, that Christmas would have won. Why? Why would Christmas, Christmas have won? She didn't do anything. Why would – what, I, I dude, would, would you vote for her over – what's that? I just think that everyone in the jury would have liked her better over Josh because Josh did take everybody off uh, throughout the entire season, especially Matt and Cody and everything with the pots and the pans and everything else. Oh, that was annoying. I agree with that part. I, that I hated that. No, that was The only thing, Eric, about the pots and the pans thing with Josh when he did all that crap, like – that's what I mean. Like he was a worm. Like you know, he and and as soon as like Mark went at him, the big dude, or, or somebody went at him, he backed down. You can't touch me. You can't touch me. Like a little coward. Like he's the type of guy you throw a punch at him, or if he gets in your face in a bar and you say, "Look, dude," you say one more word, I'm dropping you. Well, I'm gonna call the cops. He's gonna have you arrested. Like that. That's that's that guy. He's gonna, you know. So right. I, I, you know, like you got to be a man. You know, if you're gonna take pots and pans and bang them in someone's face. You know, I mean, you got to be ready to step up if you're going to do shit like that. But he didn't. And, and Eric, I appreciate your your thoughts and opinions. Thanks for calling the show. And and uh, and you know, and, and that's cool. I think a lot of people like Eric think that you know uh, that Paul should have uh, won. You know, uh, now my team, okay, uh, Dennis and Anthony, uh, how miserable are you guys now? Do you feel left out that you have no idea what's going on right now? I'm not miserable. Um, I mean. I have no idea what's going on, but that doesn't mean that it's not entertaining. Like, obviously, you're passionate well, about it. Just, the fans are passionate about it. The way things normally go here, you usually don't know what's going on. But don't bump. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, how about uh, home runs in baseball, huh? Crazy. Excuse me? How about the home runs in baseball? <laughs> it's crazy. 5,700. Uh, That's so nelly. many. What happened to the stolen base? That's a lost art. You know I know Larry Bowa, right? They call me <laughs> Wheels. <laughs> Let's go down to Tampa, Florida. Speaking of the Yankees, that's where that big farm system that's is. Where Seth, that's where Seth stole the base. That was seamless. <laughs> that's a perfect segue. Tampa, Florida, the place where Seth stole on Craig Biggio. Steve, what's going on, dude? Hey, what's going on, Taz? How are you, buddy? Hey, I also want to talk about Big Brother. Yes, sir. Go ahead. So up until this year, I had never watched Big Brother in my life. And I got hooked yeah. on it this year. And I even went and I went crazy and subscribed to the live feeds. Well, at, CBS know, All Access, at CBS All Access, correct? Exactly. I don't know if you've ever watched the live feeds, but yes, I have watched on TV. You are missing probably 80% of what really happens in that house. Absolutely you know? agree with that. Uh, so I watched it all season. I kept up with it. And I have to say last night's finale I thought it was riveting TV, to be honest with you. It was great. It was I great. It was I loved amazing. it. And I'm not gonna. I can't say I was a Paul or Josh fan the entire season. And it's kind of crazy because I hated Josh, probably like you did, for the first half. And then there was kind of a flip. Yes. And he started yes, to yes. really feel for Josh, and he started figuring out. And you don't. They don't put it yes. on TV a lot, but he was figuring Paul's game out towards the end. I know, but he was. You know what it is? He was. You're correct. Now you're right. But, Steve, they weren't – he wasn't doing nothing about it. That's what was disappointing. He had opportunities, Josh did, to make some moves, and he didn't. Uh, and I, I thought he was going to because he did figure out Josh. I'm sorry, uh, Paul. I completely agree. And when he didn't take Christmas to the final two, 
I was really upset about it, and I thought he just sealed his fate almost. Yep. But, um, yeah, when and then you find out he's a super fan, and just the end when he actually, the votes came out and he won, and just the, the yeah. joy that came out of him, it gave me chills watching it. Yeah. Yeah, he cries too much. He's a little too soft. Yeah, he's got to act yeah, like a bit of a fool. He's, he's, he's crying all the time. The guy cries. Like, oh, my God, it's supposed to rain today. <laughs> no, what the fuck? No. On, Have you stop. actually got you know, to watch the live feeds ever? Uh, yes, I have. Of course, I'm a CBS uh, employee. I, I get the live feeds. I watched it. Yes, I have. I do. I'm not. I don't watch it. I don't have time to watch it that much. I watch the after dark, and I wa- I have watched some of the live feeds. I don't know full detail on the live feeds. Uh, right, why so is there some deep stuff you need to tell me? Let's... Well, the question uh, when the jury brought up the questions, they questioned Paul about the bullying. I don't know if you're familiar with what went on during the season with the bullying. Oh, the bullying. Uh no, I, I did. I was a little lost on that. Is there something with what's his name uh, with the older gentleman uh, from Boston? I can't remember his name. Kevin. Yeah. Was something with that? So it was actually a two or three week period in there uh, with Kevin after Jason went home and he was kind of by himself. It was hard to watch for about two weeks. They secluded him. Mm. Nobody talked to him. It was wow. pretty tough. To watch, to be honest I remember with you. Chan, Man, Chan Man called in a, a week, couple weeks ago and was talking a little bit about this on the show here. I don't know if you remember that from Los Angeles. He, Chan called. He, he sat yeah. in a corner by himself for two straight weeks and nobody would look at him. They actually hid his food, threw away food so he couldn't eat. Thanks for calling, dude. I appreciate it. Um, on that note, hey, it's time to go to break here. Taz show. Uh, let's start a break. We'll take some more phone calls. I uh, want to get into some talk about the WWE Network. We'll be on Facebook Live at Facebook.com slash The Taz Show. All right, sit tight, folks. Be right back. It's the year-end sale at Mattress Firm. Come in and save up to $400 on America's best-selling brands, like a Beautyrest Queen mattress now just $4.99. You can also take home a free adjustable base with qualifying mattress purchase. Visit mattressfirm.com or a store near you to find your perfect bed today. These deals won't last, so hurry in. Your budget stretches further at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Offer available while supplies last. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. All right, we're back here. Dad Show Thursday edition, live. Indeed, indeed. And we're also live on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Taz Show. We'll be there for the next hour, then the show will end. Uh, as I said earlier, no show tomorrow. Apologize for the inconvenience. You guys can catch up to the Taz Show on the radio.com app, the audio, the video on demand, both there, or at um, tazshow.com or iTunes or Spotify or tune in, you can jump all over it. I'm going to talk a little bit here about WWE Network and some of this programming, some of these surveys, some of the concepts, what's real, what's not, who knows. We'll discuss that here on the show here shortly. Then talk a little Big Brother because for those that don't know, the finale was last night, so it's a big deal. Talked earlier about the unfortunate incident at Yankee Stadium where a young lady, a little kid, got hit in the face with a screaming foul ball. Apparently she is okay and out of the hospital, which is awesome. But baseball really needs to get rolling with nets. Put these nets up along the first base and third base lines in between third and home and first and home and protect the audience. And, you know, can they still charge a premium price for that ticket for those seats? I don't know. 
I mean, it might affect the viewing a little bit. You're not going to get souvenirs as much unless they're pop-up foul balls. But at the end of the day, it's about people being safe going to the game. Um, and that might piss off a lot of people. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are mad that don't care about the Nets. Well, you know, I think you got to worry about the masses. There have been enough fans that have been hit and injured. So I went into this earlier uh, for the whole first segment. So if you want to hear the rest of my thoughts, opinions, we had some sound we played from Joe Girardi and from Dozier from the uh, Twins who was in the, uh, in the field when this happened. We had some problem, technical issue, with the audio of uh, Todd Frazier. So sorry we didn't have that. So um, uh, who we got here? We got, uh, let's go to, uh, let's go to uh, Houston. And uh, speakerphone Jones, uh, you're on the Taz Show. What's up, guy? Mr. HOH, how are you doing this moment, sir? Uh, very good, very good, sir. Talk to me. So I've got a question in regards to the uh, Big Brother Celebrity Edition coming up this winter. Uh, if you are yes. still under the CBS banner at that moment, will do you think they'll let you do like live streaming from the household, or how is that going to work out for you? No, no, and no. Uh, no, no. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I could, I could, I couldn't even go in that house. I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't last a week. Uh, thanks for calling, Speakerphone Jones. I wouldn't last a week for real. I just wouldn't last. Um, I have no patience for people, so that wouldn't work. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm still with CBS and, and doing. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, uh, maybe something, uh, some kind of connectivity. Um, with Big Brother, I mean, I, I always was a fan. I told you guys this in the past. I was always a Big Brother fan, even before I worked for CBS. So it's just not like some Homer Jones type deal. It's just uh, real talk, as I say. Real talk, bitch. Real talk. Uh, let's go down uh, to, speaking of real talk, we'll go down to uh, Toledo, out to Toledo, Ohio, to Willie Chuck. Willie Chuck, you're on the Taz Show, Hoss. Hey, how's it going, Taz? What's up, man? Uh, I just want to say you're right on with the, like, pretty much everything you said today. Like, we were talking about the sweet spot with the uh, the home runs, because strikeouts are an all-time rate, and the batted balls in play is at an all-time low. So we, either people are hitting home runs or they're striking out. It's just it's a mm. crazy, crazy time. It is. And, it is and crazy. As far as, as far as the Nets are concerned, um, they, they did the same thing in hockey. They, uh, a girl in, I believe it was Columbus got killed and, um, they put nets all around the whole arena, the rink. And I didn't yep. like it at first. I'm resistant to change, but you get used to it. You know, yeah. you, you just deal with it because it, it's absolutely. Safe. Yeah. Yeah. You do. You, you're right. You do get used to it. I mean, uh, you know, the glass at a hot on a hockey rink is higher and what they have nets behind where are the nets exactly in a hockey rink. I've been to enough Islander games in a couple of ranging games. I haven't really noticed them. They got them all the way up right now. Good. They got yeah, them well, around the yeah. Well, it's like, I'll tell you what, like, I know as a, as a lacrosse fan and a lacrosse dad, um, I should have talked about this earlier. I know this much. Whenever I go to watch my son play, this is before, like, he was in playing in, a re playing in stadiums. This is when he was playing, like, on a high school field or, like, a, uh, a lot of times games are played, like, on a practice field. But there's, there's just some small amount of bleachers, not much. A lot of fans would like to sit you know, stand or sit near the, 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 the out-of-bounds line down towards the, one of the defensive ends, like by the goal. And that's the most dangerous spot to sit because these guys, these kids, are shooting a lacrosse ball uh, high speed on an angle at the cage, at the net. And I always knew to avoid standing or sitting anywhere near that, those, the, the, the cage behind the net, never, right? There's no netting. 
um, and even uh, like parking my car at some at some places when he was younger, playing at some playing in tournaments at some parks and stuff. You you don't park your car anywhere near the net because the ball is screaming. This is from kids that are like in seventh and eighth grade. The ball could be humming, you know, 60 miles an hour and will bust your window open, you know. I'm just saying, you got to be smart. So with a hockey, a hockey NHL game, Jesus, I mean, a puck is hauling ass, and those guys are legit animals. So, yeah, no, that's a good point. Uh, what else you got there, Willie Chuck? I just got the off the hooks. Um, okay, go. It's, go. It's going to be a little different. Um, I go to Lions game every Thanksgiving because I'm a Lions fan. I go with my sister, yeah. nice. and she's a vegetarian. So I like our tailgate tradition. We got the opening match, um, all Rick's chips and French onion dip versus pretzel crackers from townhouse and the cheese ball. I enjoy French onion dip very much. I just want you to, I enjoy onion dip more than French onion dip. If that makes sense to you, Willie Chuck. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, match number two, I got a uh, coleslaw versus potato salad. Okay. And then the main event is like uh, I make an awesome broccoli cheesy rice casserole and wow. uh, put it against a, a veggie chili, vegetarian chili with habanero tobacco. <laughs> Willie Chuck, veggie chili, stop it. You're not a veggie guy. <laughs> Dennis, you hear this? Come on. <laughs> it's, for, it's, for my sis- it's for my sister. He did say it was for his sister. Okay, it was a nice okay. lady. I met her. A nice lady. What was his sister, 60 years old? He's nice woman. What a, a nice girl. Nice gal. Nice gal. She's a, that, that's a Vince. Vince says that. What a great gal. I'm not kidding. That's a little inside baseball on Vince McMahon. He does the gal thing. It's it's, it's, it's it's I love it. I think he does it just to be a wise guy, but it's pretty funny. Uh, I digress. So you having vegetarian fruit cups? What are you eating? Ve- veggie chili. Veggie chili with habanero Tabasco. I like the habanero. Tabasco, for sure. You talking about a Chipotle Tabasco? I never had a habanero Tabasco. No, 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 no. It's a specific. Yeah, they got a habanero Tabasco. I can only get it at one store around here. So really? They only sell it in the little, the little uh, two ounce ones. You know, they they don't sell oh. the big, the big. Hold on, you talking about Tabasco in the bottle, Tabasco sauce? You're saying they have a habanero flavor? Okay, I need a picture yep. of this on the Twitter. Somebody just sent me a picture. I've never heard of it. I'm missing out on this. I have the Chipotle uh, Tabasco. And thank you for calling, Willie Chuck. I'm a big fan of Chipotle, Chipotle Tabasco. But the Habanero, I think I'd like better. I'm a big spicy sauce guy. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, let's go down to North Kakalaki to James. Uh, you're on the Taz Show. What's up? James. James. Hello? Hi, James. You're on the show, buddy. What's up? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Uh, I just want to talk about why I think people are being sore losers about Paul losing and why I think it's unfair to compare Paul to Derek. Uh, Derek was a, a – listen, I agree with what you just said. Derek had a social game, none other. That, that Paul's social game was very good. Dennis' social game was – he wasn't a dirty, malicious, nasty player. Derek, a guy from, I think, up in Boston, a police officer, a family man who played a ultra-smart game on Big Brother back in the day, but also great social game and a sincere guy. People really liked him before, during, and after the game. Well, during and after the game, I should say. You know what I mean? Yeah, but and, and another thing, 
Derek didn't have was Derek didn't have a year of experience and playing almost exactly the same competitions they played the year Paul was there. And I also really like how they called Paul out, or CBS out pretty much, because Paul really would have been on the block the first week. He would have been gone in three weeks. Most things in Big Brother that protect you only protect you one time. If you notice, even the Halton Hex, she could only use that one week. That's right. They kept Paul safe. That's right. Three whole weeks, and people also really like to see someone that struggled during the game and picked themselves up. People don't want to see someone who's basically lied, stabbed them in the back, and didn't really win anything until the very end. Because, like I said, people just want to see someone that struggled, like Josh, who's basically painted the target on his back the whole season. And I think it was karma when Paul lost, and I also oh, love absolutely. how Cody cast the vote. Dude, absolutely agree with you with the karma thing. Hey, no, I thought it was the be- dude one of the best moments. And Dennis, I don't know if you get it. I know we're tight on time. Well, we're not that tight on time. Dennis, I know you're not a Big Brother fan. If you could find that that thing where they, I don't know how to explain it, the final vote from last night's live Big Brother. Uh, it's probably somewhere in the CBS deal there, where Julie Chan was pulling out the key, and you had. Josh sitting there next to uh, uh, Josh sitting next to Paul, and the last vote, the last key to pull out was um, was Cody. It was hysterical because Josh knew. I'm sorry, damn it, Paul knew what was coming. James, right or wrong, he knew he was screwed. He knew it. I, he was in tears almost. Oh, uh, I loved it. He deserved it. Bad karma, Jones. James, thanks for calling. Uh, Dennis, please, sir. Two shot, Jones. I have to talk to you. Dennis, please. I'm taking a look there. now. Okay, yeah, take your time. I noticed this. Hopefully, you'll get it by Monday. But yes, um, if you could find, I noticed a little smirk in your face, your chubby cheeks smirk for your beards. But uh, yes, sir, it, it's funny because you don't have to be a Big Brother fan to watch this video and see this bearded man squirm. I mean, not you, Dennis, meaning Paul. See him squirm because he knows. What happened to this guy was last year in the final two, he went down the same way by one vote. He lost $500,000 by one vote. Bro, back-to-back Jones. Unbelievable. I I don't know why, but the first comparison that popped in my head was um, the – I hate to do this to you, but the Buffalo Bills making the Super Bowl four years in a row. See now, I don't know why that was. That was the first thing that popped in my head. See, see, there it goes. There it goes. The old. Let me teach you all the audience members something <laughs> here. Let me teach you what that is. That's called bullshit. Okay, that's him saying, "Oh no, I, I don't want to do. I hate to do this." You know, Dennis, you love to do that to me. You don't. You, you love it, and you act nice about it. And that's. No, you can't work my audience. You can't work me either. You are a vicious man. Vicious, vicious, vicious man. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> you have the video please i want to see this again can you get it can you find it can you look for it okay one shot jones work on this dennis i'll leave, I I'll leave you alone leave you. when you get it just interrupt me and tell me you have it please I, I i need to say hello to some people on facebook facebook live is on there um cody green here it is he says on facebook live that's like no disrespect but exactly cody he gets it when someone does that i hate to do this to you no disrespect that's like listen I'm going to take my thumb 
and stick it right in your fucking eye right now. But I don't mean to hurt you. That's what that is. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Okay, seriously. Rick Finn, Sound Effects Jones. Where? There's the, the Sound Effects stores on a personal day. Uh, they are not working today, and that's why we're not getting any of the sounds. It's just not happening. Maybe next week we'll get a couple of them. So we shall see. Uh, Emily Alexandra, talk about Dancing with the Stars in all caps. Nikki Bella's on there, I believe. Uh, I, I, maybe I'll watch a little bit of it next week. My wife watches it. Maybe I'll check some of it out. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I know she was joking, Emily Alexandra, but I, I will check some of it out. Aha, look at this. Cahill Jones Sr. Rage Cage, is, Rage Cave, Cave, not Cage. Rage Cave is over. Yes, it is, my friend. Thank you. Rage Cave is over. You're damn right. We got uh, Byron Lattister Sr. Sup, brother? What's up? What's up? Yep. Um, <laughs> Brandon Robinson, maybe Tash should be on that show. Dance with the Stars? Oh, no, bro. I'm not a big dancer. I mean, I can do the Hucklebuck, you know? I mean, but I, I can't do I can't do the Dance with the Stars. I definitely do the Hucklebuck, though. But that'd be the only dance I could do. I mean, the Hucklebuck, it's a dance you should know, you know? Then it's you're familiar with the Hucklebuck a little bit, right? That I am, the Honeymooners. Why Why can't we just play the audio of the, of the Hucklebuck? Do you want the Hucklebuck or do you want the Big Brother? I want both. I want everything. I want you to do everything. I want you to earn the money you make, sir, for once. Earn it. You have the Big Brother gimmick? I'm scanning through the full episode. I'm assuming it's at the end. That's a good assumption. Oh, yeah, yeah. On Allie Jones. Yeah, yeah. It's it's towards the end. It's probably like with 10 minutes left in the show. <clears throat> it's a, a two-shot. One of a guy with a beard. One with the guy, Josh. If you remember him. Clean-cut Jones. short hair guy. Uh, and Julie Chen, the boss's wife. You know what I mean when I say the boss's wife, right? Yes, I do. He's a lucky man. Big Boss Jones. Yeah, no. The Les Moonves. Grand Poobah of CBS. He's the Vince McMahon of CBS, yes. Big Shot Jones. I've had to fly him out of my jet for some post-production meetings at times in the past. You know, Seth claims to be good friends with Les Moonves, Dennis. I don't know if you're aware of that. Yeah, Les and I used to, uh, you know, we'd go out. We would do the Hucklebuck. He was more of a, uh, he would like to, he prefer the Charleston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he said he used to golf with him. I don't know, he's hitting... <laughs> Five irons with, with less Moonves, Seth. That's a visual. <laughs> He's great with his irons. His short game, not so much. And what a chip shot I have. Me, Les Moonves, and Craig Biggio. We just shooting short putt putts and everything. Uh, I could see Seth on the, on the putting green. I wish I had the footage of my mini golf situation in Cape Cod. Remember I, I, told I you forgot that? about how. Would you shoot a 38? Mm-hmm. Apparently, yeah. Apparently they have a. Big photo of me with the stick, my uh, my uh, golf stick or club they call it, stick and uh, I like stick and smiling. Better. Yeah, they got a big post of me. This man on this hole, he's the man. He's king shit, McGee, everything at the uh, at the mini golf. I'm over like Rover in um, in Cape Cod on mini golf things. I'm just a stud. I, I I play the best mini golf anybody can play. Um, I'm begging for the big brother. Thing. Begging. Yeah, do you have it? No, and now I you can't play that. I got to comb through all the – there's like 100 different ads. I need to talk to uh, uh, Eric in Nevada. Uh, Eric, uh, you're on the Taz show. Uh, what do you say there, Haas? How are you? I'm all right, man. I just uh, wanted to ask you about um, some uh, – what's your college pick for this weekend, well, especially Oof. for uh, like Nevada and uh, Washington State. 
Well, listen to me. First of all, I want to tell you about Nevada. I've said this before on the show here, Eric. I don't know if you ever heard. I don't, I don't know how long you listen to the show. <clears throat> I um I always liked Nevada. Remember when they back in the day they had you know Kaepernick was the quarterback. I'm sure you remember yeah. that, right? Yeah, dude, he was. I don't know if you were watching Nevada football then. He was excellent for them back in the day. Excellent. I was actually at the Craft Fight Hunger Bowl game when he, he won against Boston. No way, dude. That's sick. Really? Wow. Yeah, no. Yeah. He, he, Nevada, I always. Now they were in uh, the WAC conference back in the day, right? Yeah, and uh, now we're in the Mountain West. That's right. The WAC was and, like uh, Fresno. I'm sorry. And our uh, the coach we have played uh, for Iowa, Jay Norvell. Jay Novell, that's yeah. right. I, oh, I didn't realize he was the coach at, at Nevada. I did not know that. I know who he is. Yeah, Big Ten yeah, Jones, we Iowa Hawkeyes. We were we're a three and zero start right now. We're just not we're struggling. But, but here's the problem, bro. You're playing at a Washington State. The game's there, and I believe they're in the top twenty. They're like seventeen or eighteenth as far as rankings, if you believe in that. So that yeah. right there, it's going to be tough. So I, I I don't like your chances. I mean, I hope you guys do well. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, Washington State's pretty legit. It's a top 20 program. You know, that's the issue. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, not, again, yeah. again, you don't have to hedge your bets on that. I mean, there's tons of upsets, as you know, in college football. But um, I definitely uh, always was a fan of, of like, the, the, back in the day, the WAC Conference, the Fresno State, Nevada, San Diego State. I love watching all that stuff. You know? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and I'm yeah. also considering you a family member, my friend. I couldn't hear you. Say again? I consider you a family member. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. All the way in Nevada, I'm your family member. <laughs> All right. <laughs> thank you, buddy. Well, I appreciate you calling, dude. I... All right, man. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you calling. My long-lost brother, Eric, in uh, Nevada. My brother! And here's the big brother footage in 321. Okay. And here's the footage. Uh, I can hop in, and you can tell me if it's before or after, if you want to do that. Because I have okay, do that, sir. I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking at. Big Brother finale. Let's just roll the footage. I don't need to hear your commentary. Just let's see, and I'll stop you down. You know, I'll get your attention. You know okay. how I do that. To get control of the numbers in the house, then no. To always set a house target in place. Later. <laughs> no, it's after this, dude. It's okay. after this. That's what that is. Is him selling? That's Paul, the guy who everybody thought was gonna win. Him putting himself over and selling himself that he should win. That's what they do. They each get to cut a promo to say why they should. That's the jury members, those people there. They were in the house with them. Okay, let's get out of that. We don't need to watch that. I don't know what that's about. And, uh, and yeah, so you got to go a little bit down the road, maybe about five or six more minutes. You'll see both uh, both these guys sitting there. You'll see Julie Chen like in a studio pulling out these giant keys, like a key to the city, okay. like a key. They vote and put a key in a box. This is why, sir, you need to watch the freaking show. Damn it! You got me out here like a schmuck. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're directing. Oh. I, you know what? We're going to go to break in a few minutes. After break, you will find it. I, I have faith in you. I do. I have faith in you. I will be all over your ass during break. You know that, right? No, I mean, you described it right there. Keys and you have it? Julie Chen. Other side of break. Other side I, look, of I'm break. Gonna, enough of you. I, I, I want to go to break, Dennis. <laughs> going to break. Stop aggravating the shit out of me now, okay? Can I go to break? Yeah, do what you want. Good. I need coffee. I'm going to break. And and then another side of break, we will have the footage of watching this guy, Paul, poop his face off 
uh, when he lost on live TV. It was it was hysterical. Karma Jones, he deserves it. I'll also interact with some folks there on the Facebook Live. Uh, maybe take one or two more phone calls. I still, in this next segment, I will dedicate it to the WWE Network. Shatter, what are they doing? Survey Jones, the survey, the pop, 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 da, 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 da. I'll be right back. Back there live on this Thursday edition, Fourth Quarter City. We're live on Facebook right now, too. Facebook.com slash Tasha. We will get into uh, talking about the WWE Network and the survey they email to most folks that received it. Discuss that topic uh, in this segment. Uh, first, I want to close out the Big Brother stuff by showing you guys the footage Uh uh, Dennis was nice enough to find the footage. What a good idea he had. So this is what I was saying about Paul, the guy Paul, losing live on TV yesterday in the finale, $500,000 to Josh. Now keep in mind, this guy Paul played a real dirty, shifty, sneaky, shitty game. And um, what happens is, well, not just like last year, Okay, history repeats itself. He loses $500,000 by one vote. Now, Julie Chan is going to pull the key out of this big box, and the key, the name on the key is from the jury members, which are former House guests who were voted out, who they voted to win the $500,000, the House guests vote. So if the name is on the key, that means you win the five hundred. dollars I mean, I'm sorry, if, there are, if you get five votes, you win the five hundred k which is a lot of money. So uh, we ready, Dennis? Roll this. This is funny. Watch this, guys. You don't have to be a Big Brother fan to laugh your ass off at this guy's face. Christmas cast her vote for Paul. Paul's the guy with the beard, guys. has cast his vote for Paul to be the winner of Big Brother. Alex has cast her vote for Josh. Alex really got screwed. Two votes, Paul. Paul. One vote, Josh. That's why she Ravens, Ravens vote goes to Paul. Three votes, Paul. One vote, Josh. Jason has cast his vote for Josh. Matt has cast his vote. For Paul. Another puppet. Four votes, Paul. Two votes, Josh. So Josh is doing the job. Mark has cast his vote for Josh to be the winner of Big Brother. Elena has cast her vote for Josh to be the winner of Big Brother. We have four votes for Paul, four votes for Josh. Cody is the last vote. Cody. Look at Paul. Congratulations, Josh. You are the winner of Big Brother. Paul and Josh. Brian Jones. Paul, you did the job. Take the little food gimmick and get 
So there you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. It was hilarious. Palmer City right there. Bad karma for Paul. And the guy, Cody, was the Marine who hated, hated. He, he didn't, he was no one's puppet. That guy played a man's man's game. Cody did. And he hated Paul. And Paul did not like him. And good lordy be, it's just karma. It's just hysterical that it comes down to that guy, Cody, his vote. I thought that was hysterical. It was tremendous. Uh, Glenn Head says, I cannot believe Luke Harper went out like that. I know, a smaller version of Luke Harper. Good point. He does look like Luke Harper. I knew he looked like somebody, Paul. All right, so let me get into this chatter about the WWE. Um, uh, oh, by the way, Sean Tapia said Cody was America's favorite. That's right, Sean. Uh, Cody won. I was shocked on that. He gets 25 grand. So, Dennis, they have a gimmick where even if you don't win the game, uh, you know, okay, the second place guy, Paul, gets 50 grand. So it's not like he's going home empty, empty-handed, you know what I mean? So he gets 50 Gs. And then they they vote for America's, uh, the, the fans, the people vote for America's favorite player. And that guy gets 25 grand. And Cody got that. Yeah, the rich get richer. Good for Cody. Yeah. How did rich get richer? What does that even mean? Why are you using cliches? Just so you, didn't Cody, so people didn't think you're Cody win? Oh, Josh won. I can't, I can't get these guys' names. Can we call – I like Luke Harper. Can we call him Luke Harper? Yes, but – I can but follow that. You, how are you going to go in the Big Brother house next year? I'm trying to get you in. I just, you said you want to play. Well, I mean, I'm all in, but a little pull from you and a little pull from uh, from the buddy next door if he knows the head honcho on, on the links. Hey, you know, uh, we got this guy back at uh, that that works under me. He'd be great in the house. Julie would love him. Come on, Les. Bring him in. Do the right thing, Les. <laughs> Dude, all can aside, you actually would do good in the Big Brother house. I I'm not kidding. <laughs> you really would. I'll tell you why you would do good. Okay. You, you would have a great social game because you got the chubby kid smile. Everybody loves your smile. Okay? And right or wrong, don't you have the chubby kid smile? He <laughs> does the ultimate chubby kid smile. What? Who doesn't love the chubby redhead, redheaded kid? I mean, come on, let's the chubby ginger. Let's be honest. Danielle, that's uh, look. He's blushing. Look how red he's getting. Some bitch. Look at him. He's red like a beet. Look at him. Look at him. He's red like a uh, crunch berries. The berries part in crunch berries. He's red like that. Fire engine works. You're red like a Kansas City Chiefs helmet, my friend. So, so um, yes, you would do well in the game. You would do well, and I'll tell you why you do well because you have a good social game. You're a great bullshit artist. Okay, that's a big plus. And you're actually deceivingly athletic. So even though you're chunky and you're a tad over out of shape, you more than a tad. You you are an athlete still. You are a good athlete. I've seen the footage of you tackling people. You are kind of like Jack Ham, but different. Jack parentheses, I love ham. <laughs> that's why I said it. So it's in the script. I just read what's in the script. <laughs> So, <laughs> people, who's Jack Ham? Just Google Jack Ham. You'll see who he is. Uh, one of the greatest linebackers ever. Outside linebacker Jones, steel curtain defense. That's who he is. So, um, you saw athletic. So, you would do good in the physical competitions. You would do good at the social game. It would be tough when you have to go on slop. But then again, you might like slop. So that's the, slop food, is that's the food, right? When you get banished, you can only eat like, from the trough? Correct. You, you get punished. You only could use this, eat the slop. I don't even know what it is. So... That'd be the only misfall for you. And um, you might have a show rant, show match, because uh, the other girl walked out on you. Um, Sarah in Chicago left you. Oh, so, Sarah's still around. 
So now you're a free man to get get into a showmance with somebody. That'd be great. I'm all, Maybe I'm, you and Ed could go on a show. You and Ed could go on a show and have a showmance right there. <laughs> go! <laughs> I would definitely sabotage Dennis so hard. I would definitely cause him to be out week one. Do they do a reunion show? Like in the future, like, do they have like a uh, comeback and they do like a reunion show? Oh, yeah, they do a reunion show. You should host that. It would be hilarious to see these guys like going at it and you just come in and like, you know, choke one out and tell the other one to sit down. They don't want me, bro. Nobody wants me. Yeah, you know what it is? They, they use the guy, Dr. Will. He, he's a guy that had 15 minutes of fame on a show. Yeah, exactly. Dennis, like, who? Exactly. Who? Dr. Yeah, you're like, Will? Who? Doctor. Yeah, exactly. What, Dr. K he wasn't was... available? Dr. K. <laughs> no, Dr. K was available. Dr. Will, yeah, he's a guy who won Big Brother. Um, a few years back, and you know he's got some charisma, and all these people. Look, I'm gonna be honest with you, and then I gotta get to WWE Network chatter. But all these people, you people, all these people that go on the Big Brother, their goal is to be TV stars. Shortcut Jones. That's what they think. They all want to be a host of something. They all want to be actors, acting. They all want to get involved with some. Who's a musician? Who's this? None of them get into shit. You forget about them. They get their 15 minutes of fame and they're gone. Thanks for coming. See you down the road. The only guy who had success from what I understand, for the most part, is in the wrestling business at TNA Impact Wrestling is Jesse. Mr. Pectacular, Jesse Goddard. He's the only guy who, who's been making money and making a great living as a pro wrestler and a damn good one. So, you know, everybody else from Big Brother, you know, they don't really do much with entertainment. So they bring Dr. Will back to host some stuff. They don't want me, bro. Cheap talent, Jones. I'm not cheap talent. They know that. I want big money, big bucks. Les knows that. That's how this works, okay? Moonvez knows that. All right, so I got to get into the WWE Network. Speaking of money, <clears throat> seems like they are going to do what I've discussed here and others have discussed. Um, where it's not uh, for those that are hardcore wrestling fans or subscribers to WWE Network or follow the industry on the internets, you know this, that the WWE has been flirting around and teasing and talking about doing a tier system. So instead of you just paying $9.99 a month, 10 bucks a month, <clears throat> now you we're going to give you this, this, and this, and that'll be 12 bucks a month. Or we'll give you this, this, and this, and that'll be 15 bucks a month. I don't know the prices. I'm just making them up. But, you know, obviously that's what a tier system is. Most of you guys know that. I, I'm not to talk down to you guys, but you get it. So I'm basically just explaining to you guys so I know what it means. Uh, that's I'm doing it for my own benefit. But anyway, um, <laughs> so um, they um, they sent out an email to all um, subscribers or people that are, I don't know what it is, but they sent an email out to most of the subscribers on the WWE Network. And um, uh, and they ha had a bunch of questions on there, which I think is smart, of the WWE, because you want to obviously engage your audience. You want to, uh, you know, see what they want to do. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's not reinventing the wheel. I mean, I, I do it here on this show to a lesser degree with, with, with polls. Just to get a feel on things. I mean, it's it's simple. So, you know, you people can talk about it or, or give opinions on what and this and that and ba 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 ba. You know, so uh, what you like, what you don't like, and all that stuff. <clears throat> okay, first off, I think a tier system idea. Uh, to be honest with you, I think it's a great idea. I, I do. I I thought it was a great idea when I heard about it a while back. I, I think it's I think it's very smart. I think it's another way for WWE to pull in more money. They have big overhead. They have big expenses. And they're working hard. And let's be honest, they, they, they want to make more money. Everybody in this world wants to make more money for the most part. Um, 
I do think that um, I do think some of the stuff they have on there, Dennis. I don't know if you have any of the stuff pulled up. If you could pull some of it up, um, and 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 hit me with some of the things they want to do. And I know there's some stuff they put in there as far as questions. Maybe Dennis, you could read them. I'll react to them. Like maybe they could do they, they would do something with uh, you know, like for example, I saw TNA mentioned in there. Um, like there was something in there. I think it was something like they said historic new programming from TNA Impact Global Force Wrestling. Uh, like and say, are you extremely extremely interested? Not interested. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, not interested at all. So it's a it's a it's a survey. So um, you see some of the list or not? I have yes, it. If you don't. They uh, they go as you just said, extreme to not interested at all. And they ask about promotions like TNA Ring of Honor, uh, other promotions like New Japan. And they mention these guys specifically. Progress, ICW, um, special live events, special one-time live events from unique locations around the world featuring an unexpected main event. Uh, right. New in-ring tournaments such as Pro-Am style tournaments, WWE versus NXT, a Lucha they tournament. They have something in there too about uh, original scripted dramas with wrestling themed scenes inspired by wrestling colorful and rich history uh, such as WWE version of Game of Thorns, Thorns which I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, what else you got? There's some other stuff on there, right? Uh, new reality shows like uh, Cribs or WWE-style Apprentice. Um, mm. An audio channel, which I found interesting. A section of WWE Network for... Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. You said an audio channel? I did, yes. A uh, It is a section of WWE Network for listening only that provides audio play-by-play of pay-per-views, music playlists, pay attention here, sports radio-style call-in shows, and podcasts. Sounds like sports radio. I don't think that I don't. I can't think of anybody that does that. No, I don't. I never. I, that's that's innovative. That's a good. That's very innovative. That's a good idea. <laughs> sports, well, I'm, sports radio meets pro wrestling, where the fans have a platform to speak and like call into the show. That's what they mean, Dennis. Yes, yeah, It's a sports radio style where they can call in. Really. I, I mean, the wrestling fans finally have a platform at a high level, at a broadcast level. I know it's been done before, but under a legitimate company like a, I don't know, uh, WWE or like a NBC or Fox or ABC or, I mean, even CBS. I mean, that type of thing on that type of level. Wow. That's big. I, if I had to guess, you could probably, the number they would probably use would be like something like 866 Two nine four eight, something like that. Probably two nine four six. That's what they would use. Two nine four six. That would be funny if they used the phone number. That would be <laughs> just one phone number. Yeah, that, that would be funny. Uh, and they say the word podcast in there. They do. Sure. Podcast. Interesting. <laughs> well, look, I think that uh, the concept is smart. I think it's good stuff for wrestling fans. I, I think that it, it's a little. <clears throat> I think WWE smart the way they put it out there, but pay attention to what they're doing here. And it's smart. I, and they're not saying that, that all of this stuff's going to happen. They're, they're, they are, to be frank, and just the way I see it, this is my opinion, they're throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. And they should. That's smart. Let's see what people like. And I think that's smart. You know, I really do. Uh, you can't go wrong with that. Um. Now, there was something, I'm trying to find a thing about ECW. There was something about ECW. Can you find that, Dennis? Because I can't, I don't know why I'm having a hard time. There was something about. 
doing something with ECW or re, re, bringing yeah, it, it was back. Like a special uh, TV 14 event, like obviously catered towards ECW and fans of ECW. I feel like I talked a little bit about this yesterday. I don't know why. <laughs> Some of this stuff kind of came up on my show a little bit, right? Remember I was talking about doing like the Starcade thing and or, or like doing go to Philadelphia and do a, a, an ECW quasi special. It sounded familiar. The new talent that excuse me. It sounded familiar. Yeah, Brian Finich said you did on Facebook Live. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, I feel like I did. Um, uh, folks at WWE, whoever it is that it's your job to pay attention to my show and report to whoever you report to, I want to say hello to you and say hello to everybody in the company. Hi. <laughs> And that I do miss a lot of you people. Some of you I don't miss. Uh, but yes, um, so you can pass that along. So. And also pass along that people actually, there are a handful of people that do know what I do. And uh, there's a good chunk of them. They listen, they watch. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, it's interesting. Muscle Millet. Hi, WWE. Exactly. Hello, WWE. So please pass that on to whoever you are. I don't know who you are. That that your job is to watch this show or listen to it. All right, Taz said this. Imagine, imagine it's um, dude. Imagine it's Seth that stooged stuff to, to WWE. He's See, like a double agent. You were thinking Seth. I'm thinking. I'm gonna go a step further. I think it might be Cena. That's the only reason he entered the uh, the oh, loose ass. Damn it! You're right. Oh my god! Right under our He's nose the, the whole time. He's in the fantasy football pool. He has access to all of our backdoor information. Oh, he sees the run sheets. He sees the script that I read off of every day for two hours. Damn it. It could be Cena. I still want to think it's Seth. Double Agent Jones. Hey, uh, Vince, uh, it's uh, Seth. How would that go? Hey, Vinny, it's your boy Seth here. It's Wheel. No, it's it's Wheels. It's Wheels. That's his code name. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I got some good news. I got some bad news. They talked They talked a lot about some kind of tier system. I think he's got legs with this one. Speaking of legs, you ever see the video of me stealing on Craig Biggio? <laughs> Who's that, pal? <laughs> yes, you've showed Craig me plenty Biggio. of times. Craig you, Biggio? Hold you, on a minute. Didn't you he, attach uh, it to every email you send me. Wasn't he in a tag bout in uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas for me one time with the Berserker? No, not him. Was he with Brady Boone in a tag team? Why do I know that name, Biggio? Was that Brady Boone under a hood? Anyway. Anyway. Oh, yeah, I think Seth is a double agent. Mm-mm-mm. Kevin Kimmins, Facebook Live. Rova, the sellout, has been missing. Rova's running around somewhere in the studio. That's the mascot of the past show, for those that don't know. John Flores, WWE Mole Jones. That's Seth. He's a mole. Yeah, double agent mole. I think so. Uh, but all kidding aside, I do think that um, the network, uh, the uh, quasi, uh, quasi, the um, the tier system. Thank you. Third time's a charm. I do think the tier system could be kind of cool. I do. Um, I think you got to be careful how much you're charging for other programming. And I do think that you have to, if you're going to charge more money, because it's tough. You know, fans are, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, uh, people are rolling around in dough. I mean, a, a, a lot of wrestling fans are blue collar people. Uh, hold on, uh, hold on a second. On Facebook Live, uh, Kathleen Gross. Taz, what did you think of Josh winning Big Brother? Not in caps. Ooh. 
Kathleen, what are you doing? <laughs> I talked about it for a while. Um, Gene Pereiro said, hey, Taz, miss you. Gene, what do you miss? I'm on here every day, bro. What do you miss? I'm here every day for free, two hours a day, streaming, screaming, body stands beyond, doing this thing for close to 460 shows we're closing in on, 400 live show, uh, 470, whatever it is, live shows. Come on, please. Let me get back to my point. I got thrown off. Um, I do think if you're going to charge more money, you have to. Gene goes, I, I know now. I know now. I got you, buddy. That's cool. Thanks, Gene, for jumping on here, brother. I'm busting your balls. I do think if they're going to charge more money and do a tier system, I think it's cool. But I do think you have to, you have to give content that is different than everything you have on a network now. I think some of these things that they have listed are different than what they have on a network now. I don't think that they're going to offer in any tier system all of the stuff that they're putting out there. The cool thing to me about the, what they did with this survey, besides it being interactive, it's smart to get feedback from your audience, obviously, and I know they've done this a little bit here and there. It's a focus group. That's what it is. That's what you call it behind the scenes. It's a focus group. That's kind of what it is, the digital focus group. So you're getting that. And also, I like the fact that it almost feels like for fans, maybe some of you fans, um, I feel like you're peeking in the doorway of a production meeting about the future of the WWE Network, where it's like them spitballing about the creative, what some stuff we should do, maybe. And it's like they put that out in an email. I think that's cool. I like that. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, did you feel my analogy on that? That's a very good analogy. That's what it seems like. Like they put some of this out here, and I think it's good. I think it's good. I think it's smart. And you like, know, you um, said, like you said, the feed, like if the fans give positive feedback, what's preventing them from doing it? And if they money. get negative, well, okay. well, I'll answer your question. Let me answer your question. Money. That's the because here's the thing. Let, now let's get into the meat of it here. I don't have a lot of time. We got to end because they got to do something with the studio. So I got to wrap out of here shortly. Uh, but yeah, no, no, it's it's about money. What I mean is like they, they can't just okay, we're gonna put Impact Wrestling on. Uh, we're, all right, we're gonna put uh, you know we're gonna put Impact Wrestling on the tier system, and it's gonna cost you two more bucks a month. All right, now we're gonna put um, New Japan on. That's gonna cost you another three bucks if you want that. All right, now we're gonna do a reality show, uh, you know, in Dallas, Texas, at uh, Ezekiel, uh, uh, you know, at Dak Prescott's house, and and he's a wrestling fan. You got to pay all of those people. <laughs> you got to pay Impact. You got to pay New Japan. You got to pay Dak Prescott. You, I'm just saying. So that that's what's preventing them, bro. That, that it's going to be a big expense. So they, you know, people are in people are in business. They're not going to say, yeah, put my programming on the air, and uh, you know, we're not going to expect money for it. That's not what's going to happen. WWE knows that they're business people, you know. So that's to answer your question. That's what's I don't want to say that's what's stopping them. But that's something they got to figure out, and that's their budget. They they got to make money. They can't just have a bigger overhead, you know. And and I and I do think it's smart by WWE. Uh, um, and another facet because for so many years, in my opinion, which I've experienced working for WWE, they've always wanted to own everything and hug and corral everything to them and embrace it and make it theirs that they own it, okay? And nothing else matters, which I respect. That I I do that on my show, okay? I get it. I think over time, from a business perspective, they're smarter. It, it, this is why they're so much bigger than just a wrestling company, man. They, they are a massive mogul here. And, and 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 the thing is, 
now it's better to to have programming that's done elsewhere and we pay a a a fee for that meaning WWE and then we we can sell it to our audience there's nothing wrong with that there's no there's less overhead you see what i'm saying Dennis yep that uh the tier system makes sense now that you wouldn't be able to pay for right the licensing that's what rates it is. and whatever it makes perfect sense correct it's all smart it's all good what they're doing it really is it's all good what they're doing I had some people say, well, will the Taz show be part of this thing? I've had people privately message me. Is this something? They t- Look, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I, I, I have no idea. If they want something that's unfiltered and real, I mean, you guys will let them know what I do. If, you know, I, 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 you know, I mean, if they want that, if, if I have time, if I can, if I don't know what I'm doing with my show, I don't know what's going on I'm, because there's a lot of different things. You know, my contract coming to an end soon down the road here and I got options for to bring my show to certain spots or keep it right here where it is. I mean, so I'm not going to lie about that. I'm being honest with you guys as an audience and I, and I love CBS. I love the platform they've given me, the way they treated me. And they know that I, my boss and stuff, they all love me and I love them. And so, you know, but we'll see. I mean, there, there are, there are a lot of meetings going on with other people too. So, I mean, I'm not acting like a big shot here. I'm just being honest. So, and I, uh, some of you guys that, that, Maybe watch my Facebook Live if I drop stuff at night or my YouTube. Uh, I'll say stuff on there and the YouTube Live gimmick, you know. So, you know, I, this is no new news, the stuff that I'm saying to you guys about the Taz show. So, hey, you never know. It could be. Maybe not. Does the WWE need me? No, they don't need me. I'm, they, 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 they can put anything they want on, you know. And usually the, anything they touch usually turns to gold. So, you know, they get the Midas touch, which is awesome. They, you know, that's great. Good for them. Uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, I'm going to keep grinding and doing my thing out here, you know, um, and, and give you guys as much content as I can, like I do for, uh, you know, over 450 live shows. So that's the deal. And, and, uh, with a great partner like CBS to give me that platform. All right. On that note, I want to thank everybody for listening or watching the show, either on Facebook or you interacted on there. I didn't get a chance to get involved much too much with Facebook people today. I apologize. Uh, people who are on the Twitter, uh, people who called into the show, thank you all. I appreciate the interactiveness. And uh, that's uh, talk show, that's sports talk show feel. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you guys. Without you guys, there isn't that feel. So thank you so much for that. Um, you know what I mean? So no show tomorrow. Be back Monday. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy football for everybody uh, in Manhattan at the show. I'll be at the Gimmick Clubhouse next week. Be ready. I'll be chopping heads. All right, I'm Taz. You're not. Thank you, guys. Take it easy. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen. Man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing. Trying to stay up. I want to go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids meal. Play ball. That's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram on my picture don't result in getting paid now i've been wondering where the party at cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the bacardi at so go and pour another drink just to get away we gotta live it up carolina here to stay i'm hoping